So hi everybody and welcome back to the Road to Repeal podcast. My name is Laura and I'm one of the team here behind the show. These podcasts are made by folks involved in the Yes campaign trying to answer some of the difficult questions that you may have about the upcoming referendum. The show's after getting off to a great start. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you find it useful, please share it on Facebook, Twitter and subscribe to it in iTunes. Every vote in the upcoming referendum counts and we know that there are a lot of people who are still undecided. If you think that this podcast could help make up their mind, maybe share it with them. Over the coming weeks, we are all faced with a major choice, whether or not we are going to vote to change and repeal the Eighth Amendment. There is no doubt that this is difficult for many people who grew up in an Ireland where abortion was something rarely discussed in public. We now need to have those conversations. There has been a lot of counterclaims about what this referendum is about. In the last two episodes, we've tried to explain to you what exactly the Eighth Amendment is and how it affects you, your sisters, your friends and relatives. Today we are looking at what we have found, as a team, the most difficult question to answer. I've been involved in the Yes campaign in Dublin, and this has involved me knocking on doors around the constituency and chatting to people. And from this, we've gotten a good sense of genuine concerns that people have about the upcoming referendum. There are three things that come up commonly on the door. That this is an issue only for women, that men shouldn't vote, and in any case, that women only need to have abortions if they have been irresponsible. This is something I find very difficult to answer as a young woman. I understand that this is a genuinely held view, but I guess from the woman's perspective, I find it hard to get my head around this idea. For people who have had abortions, these have been some of the hardest and most difficult decisions that they've ever taken, and it's certainly not a decision that is taken lightly. So to help us pick apart these difficult questions, we've decided to seek out the opinions of two sportsmen from different parts of Ireland. Richie Sadler from Dublin is a former professional footballer who played with the London club Millwall and is now a well-known football pundit for RTE. Eamon McGee is from the Donegal Gaeltacht and is a former inter-county Gaelic footballer, winning an All-Ireland medal with his native county. So we begin first by asking Richie why he thought that abortion is an issue that men should be concerned about and why they should vote yes on May 25th. I can relate to this one a lot actually. I get that thing where lads are really unsure as to whether or not they should give an opinion on this, whether they should vote or certainly whether they should be vocally campaigning for a yes vote. If your reason to be hesitant about getting involved in a topic or a conversation like this is because you believe that it's a woman's issue, that a woman should decide whether she has an abortion or not, then you're a yes voter. Because at the moment it's not a woman's decision, it's not a woman's choice, and only a yes result will make it a woman's choice. We then talked to Eamon about how he is engaged with other men and why he feels they should take responsibility on this issue. Initially, maybe last year when I started chatting to people about this, we, we kind of seen this referendum was coming up, but it was inevitable. And, you know, we chatted to a few lads within your circle and then chatted to the lads that uh, within, like, I play with the, with the sport teams there and we would have chatted to the lads in that team. And, you know, I heard at the start a lot of lads were saying, no, I'm not going to vote, it's not my problem, uh, it's nothing to do with me. And, you know, again, that's just about engaging them. 
broadening their horizons, saying to them, this is about you. First of all, we're changing the constitution here, so you have a responsibility as a, a citizen of the country. You know, if something's going to be changed like that, you have to take responsibility and use your vote. Secondly, if you do leave women on their own, and that's what we have been doing this last how many years, has been leaving women on our own. So we, we have to take responsibility and put the hand out and say, listen, this is about us too. We're helping you out. And I think that's the message we needed to get across, that it wasn't just about women. It was about men helping women, men taking responsibility, men being compassionate to women. Eamon then relayed some of his frustrations that he has experienced while discussing this issue with his friends. I've, I still get frustrated when, you know, recently I had a conversation with one of my good friends and he says, it's nothing to do with me, women are on, but my choice, my body, so I'm not going to vote. And, you know, I was telling him, what about the stories you've heard this last few weeks? Are you just going to leave them? And he couldn't, he didn't want to listen to that side of things. He was just closed-minded and he says, it's not, it's woman's choice, woman's body, and the vote's nothing to do with me. So, you know, just breaking down that barrier and saying, this, this is to do about you. This is to do about everybody. We all have sisters, wives, mothers, daughters, you know, we all have a responsibility. That's the social side of it. And then there's also the, you know, the patriotic side where we're going out, we're changing, we're removing something or keeping something in our constitution. So we all have a responsibility to use our vote, male, female, whoever, just go out and use your vote. We then moved on to talk about an issue that many of us have been finding difficult to deal with when raised on the doors. The notion that abortion is due to the actions of irresponsible women. Richie, who works in the area of sex education with young people, has this to say on the topic of responsibility. I think if you're afraid that by repealing the Eighth Amendment, Ireland will all of a sudden become a society where women will decide to use abortion as a means of contraception, I think it shows a failure to appreciate what a woman's body goes through when they have an abortion. And it shows a lack of understanding in the emotional and, and the psychological strain on a woman when they're in a situation where they require an abortion. I do welcome the, the tone of that kind of opinion, which is really promoting more responsible use of contraception. I think men who have that message, I think we need to hear more from them and they need to join myself and a lot of my other colleagues who work in the area of sex education, particularly with adolescents. There's certainly a role for people who think that. I don't think that by retaining the Eighth Amendment and simply exporting abortion services or moving women who need an abortion onto the internet to buy abortion pills where they take without any medical supervision is a way to address those concerns. Eamon challenged the view that abortion is an easy decision for women to make and of the double standards faced by women. Yeah and you know I've, I've heard these arguments myself and you know I'm just ready to pull my hair out when I do hear it you know because they must just think this is this having an abortion just walking into the shop and you know you're out again after 10 minutes and like or walking into the chemist like you're going by a, a packet of condoms and you know it's really really frustrating you know if you feel like that there and that's what I've tried to do I said well go down and sit and chat to a woman that's had an abortion and see how easy it was and see how long it took her to make a decision Um, you know recently I've chatted to and it just shows you there is double standards there's one standard for males and one standard for females that, you know, if women went out and behaved themselves in a night out and, you know, if they kept their legs shut and 
there's all there's all this different things and so I was beginning to get a broader understanding of where these opinions were coming from, and then Eamon himself raised the very obvious elephant in the room, the hypocrisy in all of this. Funny enough, the lads that are saying it, I, I know them, and I know they wouldn't be the best behaved lads in the night out, you know, and, you know, they have one moral standard, and then women should have a different moral standard for them. So it's it's frustrating, and like what what, what I would say to them is that go out, and have because we've seen the figures from the abortion pills, you know, to actually travelling over to over to Liverpool or over to England, is that the, the figures are high. So more than likely, there's someone in your circle that has had an abortion. It's not as fact of just going in, walking in, getting an abortion, and then walking out. You know, there's a lot, a lot of thinking behind it. There's a lot of weighing up, up and down. There's obviously the effect in the body. So people that are in that situation that do view abortion like that, there then, you know, go and educate yourself. Don't be an ignoramus. And, you know, if you do know someone that's had an abortion, chat to them and just enlighten yourself. Eamon went on to put this issue in its wider context. For me, you know, kind of working with the referendum and trying to do a wee bit, you know, you can't but see it to see that there is two different sets of standards, you know, for males and for, for females. And females have to behave a certain way. And, you know... If you don't behave, that's your own fault. Whatever happens, you know, you should have been more responsible. Um, we we get off a wee bit. We have a lot less responsibility, or we perceive ourselves to have a lot res- less responsibility. If that makes sense, and you know, we just I think it's just so frustrating. You know, imagine how this has been going on for years and years and years for a woman to just to have these two sets of standards, and you know, it's definitely something that we we see. Not everybody now, like, but there is a certain section of society which sees women in a certain way and to behave a certain way and to do things in a certain way. And, you know, you go into your box there and that's you. You, you know, tick all the boxes of being the good woman and being the responsible and responsible woman. And, you know, you do all them things. And, you know, it's just very, very frustrating. I'd imagine it's very frustrating if you're, if you're female and you're lumped into that box. We went on to ask the two lads what repealing the Eighth Amendment would mean for them and for wider Irish society. Eamon opened up by recalling what was a common feature of religion classes in Irish schools, the showing of very graphic videos to school children in attempt to influence public opinion. Yeah, you know, for me personally, the, the journey of you know my views on, ab- on abortion and, you know, We've all seen that. We've all seen that video or religion class. I think majorities have seen it, and that that was my initial first experience of abortion. And the word abortion was the religion teacher wheeled in the video, he pressed play, and he says, "This is wrong. You don't do it. You know, you're going to hell if you do it." And all this kind of crack. And you know, I parked that then in in my mind, and I didn't have to challenge it. So you know, abortion was just bad thing, bad bad thing. And then as you go out into the big bad world, you get more life experience. You, you chat to people and you kind of think, well, maybe he was wrong. Maybe he was judgmental. And, you know, again, you don't know. You have to experience someone, put yourself in their shoes and get their own experience. And, you know, that's what I gradually learned. And then as the years went on, you know, different types of scenarios crept up. And you would have went out and you educated yourself. And thankfully then it was made easier for us because the citizen assembly came up and then the, the artists, the, 
they debated they and they came to their conclusions and all the information was there so instead of me going away looking it, it was there and after listening initially this is assembly and then to the the artists on the on the eight you were there thinking like we we have to go out and we have to try and get this out of our uh, constitution because one of the good things of this last few years is the eighth amendment and if, if you go down and you you study it and you you review its history and the eighth amendment is it's a it's a throwback to the old ireland the old kind of theocratic kind of you know in bed with the church that type of ireland and the, the way it was put into the constitution that people go out and they they read up on how this all went about and the the lobbying that went on and the certain the groups that lobbied it you know it's ridiculous to have something like that in a in a in a modern day republic and i think if people were to go out and read it up it would actually be another we step toward that yes that yes foot and you know i think we call ourselves the modern republic and we want to be a shining light to the rest of the world and i think if we have something like this here that treats women like that there and views women like that then you know we, we can't we can let on that we're whiter than white but we we, we can't as long as this this is in it and for me for me personally to have to have it removed you know Quite frankly, it's not gonna like. I have three children now. It's not gonna affect me. Like we, we'll all go about our business until you know our friends will still have to travel, our neighbors will still have to get abortion pills. My like when my 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 daughters get older, when we reach adulthood, that they'll be put in a situation where if they get pregnant, you know, there's still that gray area should they encounter any complications. If this all doesn't pass, but if it passes, like we, we powers back with them. Powers back with the people, you know. Powers back. We 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 say to ourselves, we say to our country, that you know we trust women, we respect is, you know, if you find yourselves in a difficult situation, we can put the hand out. And you know, for for me personally, that knows people that have had abortions, then you know, and seen the way they were kind of felt abandoned, then you know we can say this won't happen again, and this won't. Uh, we won't see ourselves in a situation like that there. Finally, we took the opportunity to ask Eamon how the campaign was going in Donegal. I think the, the campaign has been going, you know, it's just getting that message out there and getting the right the right type of information out there. And, you know, initially that's been a slow process. And in fairness to the to the no side and the no campaign, they're well organised. You know, they're able to muddy the waters a wee bit. And, you know, there's that bit of confusion. But I think the, the yes side now have kind of, uh, shifted up the gears and and they're just getting it out there and that's what it is just getting the facts getting the stories out there and saying that this is what it's about and this is what it's not about and you know what Donegal typically typically conservative very conservative in areas and it'll be a struggle to one over their minds but you know I think the right people are out there and the right people are telling their stories and you know, hopefully, hopefully Donegal will come out. Uh, you have to be realistic at the end of the day. And, you know, we have a TD who voted against the 2013 Protection of Life, TD, Life Act. And, you know, he's representative of the voters in, in Donegal. So this is where we're coming from. So we have to we have to be realistic too. But I think majority of people that are in the maybe camp don't know. If they listen to it, then, you know, they'll very quickly come over to the, to the yes side. I would like to thank Eamon and Richie for taking the time to share their views. 
Before we close the show, a quick reminder, don't forget to share this episode to help people along the road to repeal and subscribe to this in iTunes. To close today's show, the team here attended a meeting last week of the Dublin Central Together for Yes campaign as it prepared for its major leaflet drop, where it planned to deliver 25,000 leaflets across the entire constituency. At the end of the meeting, we spoke to some of those in attendance and asked them what repealing the Eighth Amendment would mean for them. So now we have Hannah, Justin and Janet, followed by the Choir for Choice with Seven Nation Army. I think it's really important that, um, you know, in the 21st century that Ireland, we're not tying the hands of doctors and how they can treat women. You know, as I said, I live in, I live in London and I, you know, every time I step on that flight I re- or to come home, I realise, you know, that if I was pregnant or, you know, if I plan to have children, you know, it really means that I can have full agency over my own body and um, I think... I just really like our you know, positive results on May 25th um, because I really think it's time that we, you know, stopped, um, you know, kind of complicating the way the care that women can get at home. I think to me, if I was to think about it one way, it would be about a more compassionate Ireland, an Ireland where we trusted people who are sisters or mothers or, or, or daughters to make those decisions and to be capable of making those decisions they're absolutely able to do it but we're refusing to recognize their rights we're refusing to treat them like grown-ups like adults we're refusing to respect them as human beings and we're treating them as second-class citizens and i think repealing the eighth amendment delivering not just a yes vote but a big yes vote on the 25th of may would go a long way towards saying that we're a different ireland we're not the ireland of the mother and baby homes anymore we're not the ireland of the magdalene laundries we're a new and a better ireland and an ireland that treats women with respect and with compassion for me it means like feeling like it's a country and a constitution you can be proud of is one thing it's to me an enormous issue of national shame that we still have this in our constitution that we still treat women in horrible circumstances the way that we do I feel it's about like recognising the values of our country and trying to build a more compassionate society a more caring society um, hearing women and bringing women's voices out from the shadows again um, it's about having a country where you feel safe to be pregnant.
Santa 